Greetings, everybody. Welcome back to Thoughts from Your Gal Pal. My name's Clara. I'm the gal behind the thoughts. I am sitting at a cottage in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. I have picked up a afternoon nannying job for a gorgeous family that lives in my neighborhood, and they were generous enough to offer up an invitation for me to come and chill here any weekend that they're not here. They don't rent out this property, um, and it's absolutely bespoke in every detail that Tim and Marissa have put in. I just It's stunning. Um, but I am just flying through re-recording these episodes, not re-recording, I'm just recording them for the first time, recording these essays in voice form. I have my whole um, laptop mic situation that I put in a bag and into a suitcase and drove it up from Chicago just to power through these. And I realized from a like experimentation marketing standpoint, this is a dumb idea because I'm dropping, I think, let us see, let us see, let us see, um, got about nine or 10 episodes prior to me promoting this. So there's going to be a ton of podcasts that I've received no user feedback on prior to me just like, you know what, if you don't even like this, here's 10 more episodes. Like I'm just, I'm just trying to get caught up and I hope that this format works, but full disclosure, it will likely change as I see what people are listening to, what they like, because although this is a hobby um, and I'm doing it for myself, I'm a people pleaser. I aim to please. And I want to know that what I am putting out there is in a format that people enjoy listening to. So maybe people are going to want more of this intro and outro, and maybe they don't even want me to read the essays. They just want me to read the headlines. Or maybe they're like, shut the fuck up, Clara. We don't want to see this or listen to this two minute long intro. Just like get to the essay. I don't know. I don't think anyone's going to have that strong of opinions. I don't really think people care that much, but, um, I am entering into essay number 10. Um, I, as a part of this kind of like writing retreat that I'm doing up here in Wisconsin, I have moved this project into a more formal organization system. Previously, it was literally just me keeping a notes folder on my iPhone and I wrote headlines that I thought were hilarious. And then every week I was like, oh shit, I got to write an essay by Friday. And then I would write it with throughout the week at some point, promote it on Instagram and then just write it out. But because I am presently working three jobs, they're all part-time and one of them is only one day a week, but I am doing a lot. I, um, I wanted to get a few weeks ahead. So I wasn't so hand to mouth feeling the pressure every week to write things. So with that, I have transferred all of my ideas into an air table. Shout out Emily Sermons. I know you work there if you're listening. Um, and I really love it, but I have seen how many essays I've done because I'm tracking it. And yeah, this, um, this one is, wait, I might be, I might be joking. I might be joshing you guys. No, this is, this is essay number nine. And it is the first one in 2022. Um, and I also, as I was, tr- I'm like giving way more of like the secret sauce behind the the magic, but I transferred like the historical essays, like oh, what I've written so far into my tracking spreadsheet. And I tried to classify what the topic was and coming up with those topics is just funny to me 
because I didn't want to do too many technology focused ones. So the topics that I came up with to classify what I've written and what I'm going to write are, let's read them because they just make me laugh. Because I, wa- I, want- I didn't want it to be too ostracizing. I want to keep it fresh, lots of variety, you know? So I have technology, okay, back up. The, uh, the categories are technology, dating, consumerism, social media, rich auntie, long form reflection, city life, and 20 something. So with all of the ideas that I have, I actually have enough ideas to get me through September 16th, 2022, which is insane that this is just how my brain works. I just have come up with so many ideas. I don't know if any of them are any good, but whatever, I'm going to write them anyway. Um, but I didn't want to stack too many of a similar topic on, on top of one another. Um, but I've already written two about consumerism and this is another one. And I just hate waste. I I hate wasting money. I hate trash. I hate the sight of cardboard boxes overflowing from recycling bins the week after Christmas because we've all gotten so much shit. Like I love new stuff and I love shopping, but I also am a stan of, am I using that term right? Of Poshmark and thrift stores and consignment stores and getting stuff from friends and Facebook marketplace. And I also think that I've seen a lot of, like through my friends, seen a lot of gift-giving culture and how whack it is. Um, So my younger sister got married in November. My older sister is pregnant. um, And I just sometimes feel like we get this shit and we're like, what do we do with it? So um, that is the background. And thanks for indulging me in this little intro where I'm I think I'm just going crazy after recording five essays in a row. Um, But the the essay this week, number nine, is titled, Once Again, Woman's Favorite Gift is the One She Got Herself. The tagline is, A desperate plea for people to avoid a true crime against humanity going off registry. Enjoy. The new year has arrived, and so has the guilt we feel when we catch a glimpse of the gifts we received from our in-laws. Did mother-in-love Kathy take an outstretched arm to a shelf in the sales section of TJ Maxx and dump it into her cart? Because, hot damn, these stocking stuffers are all over the place. As a New Year's baby, I'm a sucker for resolutions. I think that the big man above brought me into this world in the year of the pig, 1995, for the express purpose of demanding that everyone in my vicinity during January share their New Year, New Me mantras. I'm not sorry about it. Let me have my moment. It's Capricorn season, and I'm not shutting up about it. This year, I vow to be brutal when it comes to people shopping for me. Because with each passing year of this one wild and precious life, I am reminded that I am the expert on myself. No one, I repeat, no one knows what I desire more than me. So even though that dream catcher at a local farmer's market made someone, quote, think of me, end quote, I don't want it sitting around my small and painstakingly curated apartment mocking me with a false sense of friendship intimacy. Sorry to break it to you, emotional and impulsive gift givers, but like my toothbrush, your given item will be thrown away in six months' time. 
as a collective society, can we normalize asking people what they want for their birthdays? Unless you're a tier one friend, not to be confused with a peer one friend, which is loosely categorized as the 58-year-old admin in your office who gives you unsolicited dating advice. Chances are you don't know what kitchen appliances I've been saving up to purchase, how I furnish my living room, or the names of the brands that I drool over. Maybe I'm unsentimental. Perhaps I'm discounting the exceptional gift-giving ability of a select few people. The first statement, likely true. The second statement, I believe that everybody inflates their own talents. Um, Disclaimer here, no shame in self-promotion. Everyone worth knowing has a brand to maintain. Um, Have you seen my digital presence lately? But I'm here to share the cold hard facts. Jennifer, the mascara that you adore isn't going to make your friend's heart flutter the way a new office chair seat cushion would. So can we all vow to not commit a true crime against humanity? Going off registry? Want to know what your friend wants for their birthday, graduation, wedding, divorce celebration? Ask them. Perhaps they'll be in the small minority of psychopaths that want you to pick out something special, God love these folks, but I believe we should allow the gift receiver the right of first suggestion. What your pal has on their wish list may surprise you. Maybe your friendship will deepen with the newly obtained knowledge of what they've been saving up to buy. I will privately share some gems of my wish list in case any of you readers forgot to get me something for my birthday. Respond to this email and I'll send you links and my mailing address. I make it easy to treat me. It's a testament to how generous I am. Before you roll your eyes at me, think of the worst gift you've ever gotten. What did you do with it? Where is it today? All I'm attempting to do with this drag of gift culture is prevent the sinking feeling of, oh shit, that arises when you open a cringe gift from a well-meaning but ill-informed friend. On my motivated days, I'm on a quest to reduce unnecessary spending and household waste. On my unmotivated days, I'm procrastinating work by artfully building some aspirational as hell Pinterest boards. Um, Both contribute to the necessity of this essay. A parting reminder and challenge. PSA to literally everyone. Nobody wants vanilla scented sale candles. Random lotions, unless it's Aesop. Thin socks or shit from the front section of Target. I encourage you to go the extra mile and initiate communication with your loved ones to ask about their ideal gift. It'll show that one, you're like a snake, shedding some arrogant layers of, I know them, I I know what they'd like, beliefs, and two, you actually give a shit about how you spend your hard-earned cash. So a little side note here, this doesn't translate well in podcast form, but when I talked about how I'm unsentimental, it says, maybe I'm unsentimental. The first statement, likely true. And then I had an asterisk, asterisk, I don't know how you say it. I think it's asterisk. And at the bottom of the essay, um, I wrote, I've been watching an embarrassing number of hoarders binge watches on YouTube. Highly recommend if you're in a winter cleaning phase or on a reorganizing kick. Watching this show is voyeuristic, yes, but it is excellent background noise to play when tidying. 
Most importantly, it will remind you of the classic minimalist sentiment. Things that matter to you now will eventually become clutter, so you'll reward your future self if you purchase with thought and intention. Okay, guys, we were back in the new year, um, going strong with this essay. Um, it, it, it it came on the, the tailcoats. It uh, came on the back end. I don't know how you say that. Of... Um, of Christmas and my birthday on the first. And I got some funny feedback. Grace, um, Grace Townsend. I'm so sorry. Grace O'Brien. That's your new last name said like, I've been loving what you're writing. That's so true. Shannon, um, Owens Jones reached out to me saying like, Oh my gosh, how could I, I wish I had had this prior to my wedding because she got married in, I think it was November or December. And Ramiro Santana, one of my friends, <laughs> he was like, oh my gosh, Clara, this is like, this is something about Porter. Let me, let me pull it up. Let me pull it up. Okay. I found the message. Um, Ramiro said, love reading your newsletter. I think this one has been the most relatable so far. Love to hear it. And I almost want to print it out and distribute to all of my relatives. You know what? If that's what it takes, we could, um, tell your relatives that I don't do, um, this isn't a newsletter that comes out in a printed form. I don't know what they're expecting to receive, but if they want to subscribe or listen to the podcast, go for it. Um, that'll do it guys. See you next week.